0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the TimingResearch.com crowd forecast news for October 16th, 2023. We are recording this at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and this is episode number 405. Um, My name is David Kosmider. I'm the creator of TimingResearch.com, and today I have arranged for Sonny Harris to join us again. And the option professor is back to moderate, so I'm going to turn it over to him.
1: Okay. Thanks a lot, David, and uh, welcome, everybody. We've got a lot to talk about here, and we've got Sonny Harris, who has her sunny bands, which are very effective to try to figure out support and resistance and trends. And we've got a lot of markets that are doing a lot of movement. We have the stock market moving around a bit. We've got the gold. Uh, we've got, uh, obviously, interest rates and the price crude. So there's no shortage of activity out there. And so uh, we're going to try to help you figure out what's what. Before we get started, we're going to talk and get a little background on Sunny Harris. Sunny, a little background on yourself and what's going on at Money Mentor.
2: Thank you. I am a mathematician, trader, programmer, and author. I've been a professional trader for 42 years. I love to teach other people how to trade and help them get better. I'm an easy language programmer. Uh, If you want something programmed, give me a call. I do publish my phone number. It's my cell phone, 760-908-3070. And I'm the author of eight trading books now.
1: So we got a lot to learn there. And then at the end of the broadcast, you'll explain how to get uh, people to get a hold of you as well and what you can offer uh, maybe as a special deal. Um, Let's get started with uh, what we always talk about in the beginning on a Monday is uh, we open today on the S&P. Let's put the S&P up there and figure out where we opened. Right there we are. Okay. And then uh, where do we think it'll close on Friday? Spread this out a little bit and see.
2: Well, uh, I think it's going down because on my... This looks like you've
1: got soybeans up, not the S&P.
2: Oh, I had the S&P up. Well, we don't want to know about soybeans.
1: Not right this second, anyway. Oh, yeah,
2: there. All right, so mm, it's the same answer. My sunny bands are, are the green and blue lines that surround price. The purple and gold lines in the middle are my dynamic moving average. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went above the purple DMA and back down below it, and now we're trying to go above it again. Uh, by Friday, I think it's going down a little bit, maybe even down to the lower inner band at forty two ninety one.
1: Yeah, I got a resistance point uh, between right here where we're trading and about forty four thirty three. Where's your per- mm-hmm. your your purple line comes in around? Uh-
2: purple line comes in right around forty three seventy
1: three. Okay, and what's and the we're 44- above that right now? Right. What about um, the forty-four uh, thirty? 4430. Yeah, forty-four thirty-three. Right there. Yeah. So there could be something there because there's a form a little high there. But anyway, the uh, momentum definitely turned up earlier today, and it was all systems go. If you look up. at a uh, if you look at a uh, one day chart, I mean, the thing turned up pretty much at forty-three
2: sixty-five. Let's look real quick at that.
1: Yep. Yeah, well, that was pretty uh, easy oh, pickings there. It, yeah. Definitely. In, even on the, one
2: I think yeah. today we're going up higher still. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, like uh, I say, there's Friday, there's a lot of
1: strong a lot of a strong momentum here now.
2: Yeah. You see this uh, these red lines going down. Mm-hmm. That speaks to the market turning because that's the measurement uh, between the two the gold and purple DMA lines, and you see the distance is getting closer and closer and closer. Typically, what happens is this goes below the zero line and becomes purple, and we're moving down if that's the case.
1: The, uh, what do you call it? Uh, if you, out uh, of my longer term graphs that I use, uh, the 20 year, I had a real yeah. big traffic jam right around that 42, uh, 20, 42, 40 area. Market yeah. went right in there. It was a fabulous buy period in there. And then the market just term. snapped out of there. Yeah, do you see that uh, 42,
2: uh, 40 area? 42, 40, right in there. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: Uh, I I have these moving averages that I use and they all kind of came in at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, the market definitely has some support underneath and it has some resistance above. And it, you know, like I say, this, you have a 4407, 4408. And, and, you know, like I say, if it gets, uh, if it starts reverting back down, you think by the end of the week, this resistance area somewhere in this neighborhood could hold.
2: I do. Yeah, the, the resistance, the support level I have is thirty five fifty eight. I mean, that's on the Well, oh, That's chart. yeah, I think that's if we break the forty two hundred. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, the uh, interest rates are, you know, at some point going to wear people out, I guess, is what the, the theory is. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, how long can we have seven, eight percent mortgages and the houses uh, don't come down at all? Oh, I, long-
2: bought a, I bought a house at eleven percent years ago. Yeah. You have but, a whole lot of money,
1: but it, it. was a, hey, listen, when you bought them at 11%, it wasn't the price it was today, right? No, it certainly wasn't. There you go. So the 11% had a relationship with the price just as seven or 8% should have a relationship with the price and it shouldn't be a relationship that the price would go up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh that's the only thing I'm saying, but I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but you know, just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen, right? That's true. And then on the P.E. ratios, you know, we're at five and a half percent almost in money market. I mean, that's Mm got to put some effect on some of these P.E. ratios at some point, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, uh,
2: people are going into bonds and bills because it's safer than, uh, you know, in their mind, it's safer than the stock market.
1: Yeah. Well, of course, that can be also a contrarian deal where you get a big rally out of that, you know. Mm -hmm. With uh, regards to some of the main stocks that you uh, watch, uh, you know, you watch Apple. You want to put Apple up there and see what that actually looks like? Sorry, this is taking a minute here. Sure. There we go.
2: So Apple down today, down to the flat DMA right there. And that again speaks well. This one is saying, see how the green lines have come up to the zero line? Yeah. That tells me Apple's going to go on up.
1: Yeah. Well, in the short run, it's had it pull back down to its support zone, which comes in right around that 167, 170 neighborhood.
2: Mm -hmm, Right there.
1: And um, again, when it had that big rally, the relative strength uh, was way weaker than the last time it rallied to like 180. Mm-hmm. So uh, that made it very suspicious up there. The great selling area around 200, 195, 200, uh, 194 even. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be you, a
2: while till it gets up there, I think.
1: Yeah, but I, Can you expand it to include uh, like last month? And then did you get good sell signals up there at the... Uh, 193 area, And right there was the sell signal. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's a that's a nice ride from 193 down to 60 165.
2: Yeah. So I had a I had a short signal here, a buy signal here, and another short signal there, and then a buy signal here. So I'm in a buy position right now.
1: Yeah. This number on some of the other uh, graphs comes in at around uh, 178 to 181. Mm Do you see some resistance 178, 181 that could maybe be a problem?
2: 178 for sure, because that's where my DMA line is, right there in the middle of that.
1: Yeah. And
2: 181 is up at the upper inner band.
1: What what do you think about, you know, because this is a dilemma I think uh, that I'm looking at now, and I wanted to get your experience on it. You know, on Apple, on my uh, shorter term graphs, like the one, uh, Well, not well, the one month, you know, got a lot of a lot of uh, congestion at 177. But Let's just talk about the one year. The one year, I have a, a, a moving average rising coming in at 176 and change. And then on the longer term ones, I've got the resistance coming in at around 181, 178. That's kind of a log jam between that area. So whichever way it breaks out from here might be significant. Uh, let's like see. In other words, if we can break <laughs> above 180, it, it might go up and retest the 200. Uh, likewise, if we break under 170, going down towards 155, is, it, or could something.
2: Go, it could go either way just as easily, couldn't it?
1: Yeah. This would be a good time to price out a strangle where you do calls and puts at the same time and see if mm-hmm. the uh, premiums are not mm-hmm. prohibitive or go to call spreads above and put spreads underneath to negate uh, or offset a little bit of that premium cost. There you go. Yeah, because like I say, uh, it does seem. Now I don't know when their earnings come out. Um, let me see if I kept a little bit, because you know the earnings season is here, and that's probably going to move things. Yeah, on the twenty sixth comes uh, with Apple, so, so the twenty sixth is next Thursday. Uh, next Thursday, right? Next Thursday. Yeah. So I'm sure by next Thursday, we'll have a pretty good idea of which way it wants to break, right?
2: And we have a lot of earnings reports coming out this week as well, not on Apple, but other things.
1: Yeah, you know, I was following uh, the the tech ones that come out. Uh, Amazon's on the 26th, Microsoft and Google on the 24th, uh, uh, Meta is on the 25th. So next week is all tech. And then the the last week of the month, uh, well, actually uh, starting uh, next week also, oil is going to be coming out your Exxon, Chevrons, Halliburton, Slumbergays. So next week is going to be, uh, you know, get your seatbelt on because of these earnings coming out and the way prices are. Um, and all
2: these charts are showing stagnation right here at this DMA. Yeah. So nobody knows which way it's going to go. They're all scared to make trades.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so that probably will mean volatility has a good shot of picking up quite a bit uh, between now and the end of next week, which is, you know, nine trading days away. Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, I I think that we're just stagnating right here. I call it stumbling.
1: Yeah, that's
2: congestion is a stumble.
1: And you know you get the geopolitical thing, and uh, the thing that people are starting to actually talk about a little bit is these fiscal deficits, which are as a percentage of GDP, is just going off the charts. Yeah, and um, you know I guess people are concerned that you can't borrow forever, but that story's been going on for so long, you just don't know. Yeah, you just don't know what day it it, it might turn into an importance because yeah,
2: all uh, we need is one more bank failure.
1: Yeah, they just uh, and and the other thing is is uh, the um, banks like Bank of America that are holding on to all of these uh, mortgages or whatever they hold on to that have low interest they have uh, paper losses there. They sure do, and so um, it'll be interesting to see. I guess this week uh, we get the the B of A right.
2: It's that's B A C right?
1: No, uh, Bank of America B A C.
2: That's what I just said.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see where they yeah on the seventeenth, which would be tomorrow. Okay, yeah, so they're all at the
2: same place. They're all right here, just yeah, in congestion.
1: But the likelihood of volatility may be picking up quite a bit with the announcement of their earnings tomorrow could be pretty significant. So you know, this would be the time uh, if you were a speculator uh, that you might price out uh, some calls and puts on this stuff because it's yeah, right I, at twenty seven. And
2: what, what you said is right. They need to be on both sides of it.
1: Yeah. And uh, uh, the option premiums on B of A may not be that rich because of the fact that the stock has been kind of dead uh, between 28 and 26 here for quite a while. Had one spike up to 32, but that didn't last.
2: Yeah, I think we're stuck right here for the time being.
1: Yeah, but again, they're going to get news tomorrow. And sometimes- You know,
2: I talk about attractors all the time. Look Look at this. This hits here, it hits here, it tries to hit here. Hits here again, and that's where we are right now, right at that attractor. Yeah, so got to go up or down. It can't just sit
1: here forever. No, and uh, but uh, put up JP Morgan, you know, they had good numbers and the stock rallied pretty good. Has it held water or is it backed off? It's probably right there at that same level again because it went up towards 150. Come oh on, there we go. Oh, look, yeah, so it, it's it, above it's, the DMA, yeah, and uh. Yeah, because that was the those were the options before uh, the report that I thought were interesting um, when the stock was down at um, when the stock was down at uh, 140 ish. Yeah. Uh And uh, the 150 calls were very cheap. And they exploded after their earnings report. Now, you know, you, you got to be Jack, be nimble, Jack, be quick. You know what I mean? Once it <laughs> yeah. comes up like that, you know, when somebody Get delivers out. you a, a nice, uh, you know, a cake, you know, you eat it, you know what I mean?
2: Take the knife out first. Yeah,
1: you take the knife out. So the, the thing is you had an opportunity to sell 150 calls, $3 in the money. And yeah. believe me, they weren't going for $3, uh, you know, before that report. Yeah. And uh, of course, uh, with a gap, and, uh, and it
2: uh, happened and it came back down again. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, you know, the, 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 idea that it was going to, and of course it was very uh, far away from the moving averages. So that's where reversion back to the mean comes in.
2: Which moving averages do you follow?
1: Well, I follow a whole bunch of them. And, uh, you know, like I say, I try to go over them with people uh, you know uh, when they call in and uh, give them the exact ones that I work with. So um uh, yeah, if anybody's interested in knowing exactly which ones I'm using and how they work, you know, just uh, get a hold of me and we'll go over that because that's what I do. That's what I do I, with the one-hour meeting I have with people is explain my indicators and explain. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah.
2: These are the three moving averages I watch: the 200, mm-hmm. the 55, and the 21, both Fibonacci numbers. Uh-huh. And you can see we're greater than the the 200 and the 21, but we're less than the 55 right now.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of um, uh, the proprietariness of what everybody uses. You know, you have your set and you have your interpretation. I have my set and my interpretation. And that's Uh why people should get a hold of us to get the information, to get our interpretation and Mm -hmm. maybe help them uh, do better with their entry and exit points, you know. Excellent. That's exactly the whole idea here. Um, Okay. So let's look at some uh, um, other stocks that are coming up with earnings uh, next week. Uh, Let's look at uh, Amazon. I think that's a good thing to do is go over some uh, stuff that's going to be hitting in the news next week and get an idea, of that where is we're a good
2: idea. And here we're stumbling again, right on that. And we're, it says we're under the 55, greater than the 21 and 200. So with the 21 down below the 55, what we're looking at is a uh, death cross. So if that's to be believed, we're going down.
1: Yeah. It seems to me like on my shorter term stuff, uh, if it starts failing at 132 area here, that wouldn't be very good, and um, yeah, there is some resistance that it peaked through at one thirty-three thirty-nine. So this neighborhood one thirty-two, one thirty-four, you know, is pretty big neighborhood. If you can get through that, uh, maybe it could start uh, matriculating back up. Right now, it just looks like it filled that gap around one thirty-five and is rolling yeah. over just a little bit.
2: It did, and you this know. histogram down here showing green lines like this moving up toward the zero line. That would suggest we're moving up in the next, oh, by the 23rd.
1: Yeah. Now, again, you're going into a great seasonal time for some of this stuff because you got uh, the holidays coming. And, of course, you know, uh, people like to buy stuff on the holidays. So, you know, there's that uh, tailwind to it. Um, So we'll have to see. And uh, their AWS uh, revenues are always, you know, interesting to see. Uh, Let's take a look at. um,
2: They give their children stocks for Christmas.
1: Yeah, well, like I say, <laughs> a, a lot of people like to use their Prime membership and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the another another uh, one up there uh, is um, Microsoft MSFT on the uh, that's coming up next week. Let's see what the story is there.
2: Well, it's up above the DMA, so it's it's moving up and and look at this the histogram's green and it's just about to cross the zero line so we're moving on up in that one
1: yeah the big key to that one was that it held the support at uh at around uh three um, 325 and when it held that support, and that's right
2: there where that 21 moving average is
1: yep yep and so that's why that thing's uh looking pretty good on the upside mm-hmm. um yeah in the short term here let me just see something here on the yeah, it'll be interesting because the RSI on my monthly is in around that sixty neighborhood, and and my view on RSI is, you know, that sixty neighborhood is either a high point and the thing fails from there, or if it gets through that sixty neighborhood, then you could have an acceleration phase to the yeah. upside. Because so we, um, uh, we Microsoft, you over-
2: hmm? stay overbought for a long time sometimes.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like I say, if it rolls over from sixty that sometimes is a tip that that move is over so like yeah. i say what i'm seeing here on microsoft is again like the other stocks you know there's some pretty exciting time here because you know if we get through this number you know microsoft could accelerate to the upside and uh, and you know for all you know it's going to go back up and test the 360 if this stock market uh, breaks out of this range above 4410 4420 you know that's probably going to happen
2: we've got this old gap back over here too that needs to be filled up to
1: that level so at least we'll go up to the 344 i think let's just see that 344 i have to go a little further out to see that 344 i don't know i don't know how some charts show gaps and some charts don't show gaps but you see a gap there
2: right back here you see this little it was a gap on the way down so it it gapped right there on you're talking uh, around like july July 26th or something like that july 26th
1: yeah okay there's a tiny one there yep Uh, well, anyway, the momentum the, the momentum is to the upside on Microsoft, that's for sure. And uh, like I say, it's uh, it's either probably hitting a high point up here, or uh, you could be seeing uh, a deal where it could accelerate to the upside. And again, it has news next week, so news can uh, you know can get you going. How about Google?
2: Oh, I love Google.
1: Yeah, well, they got news coming out next week on the twenty fourth. Twenty fourth again?
2: Come on, I've got another process running that's slowing this thing down.
1: Yeah, this neighborhood right around 139 is uh, interesting uh, if it can maintain and stay above it.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to come down, see, and touch the DMA right here.
1: Let's what see. did that come in at about 136 or?
2: 134, 135, right? 135, in that- okay. I, I got I got a
1: neighborhood of um, averages coming together around that number, so that would make sense.
2: Yeah, I think that's going to drop to 135 and then bounce and go on up.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, you know the uh, the direction of um, of the trends uh, on google is you know looks very up That's so now the only question is is uh, you know has it run in, or has it really run out of steam because mm-hmm. i got that rsi again right in that 55 60 range on the one year and uh, again if you go through that 60 number with conviction that's how you can accelerate to the upside and, and bring that RSI into the 70s. And if you bring That's RSI right. into the 70s, this thing's trading 150 or better, probably making all-time highs.
2: Let's look at that RSI first. Okay, so there's where the RSI is right now.
1: So yeah, it's- and it's not really uh, you know, confirming any big move here. It's kind of like flattening out no, while not, the markets yeah. made new highs, which I don't like that much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I say, if there was, if there was going to be a big pullback, it might come off the earnings thing. And uh, if it did have a larger pullback, you know, the more uh, longer term support uh, comes in just under 135, and then just under 130, and then right around 120. Mm -hmm. So if the if this was a deal where you've had a nice uptrend from 90 to 140. And if this thing is going to have a correction back down, uh, it would probably happen off of that. Something all-time in their report that they didn't like. But this <laughs> thing is definitely on a on an upswing, right? I would say so. Yeah. And the all-time high is not very far away, right? Where's
2: the all-time high?
1: Let's see. I think I got all time high around 150. Let's look at the week. That might tell us more.
2: There's the all-time high back here.
1: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's not too not much. Not very just, far away, is it? No, and um, if people are nervous, exactly, you, know, right. it, it, ha- they, you know they might have, you know, they might have, they they might hang out in those uh, magnificent seven. You know, what I mean, they might feel comfortable in this environment to hold the the apples, the googles, the micros, uh, the Microsofts, the Amazons, simply because those companies seem to have, uh, you know, bulletproof uh, uh, financial statements and also, yeah. uh, you know, have a pretty good angle on the uh, competition.
2: And what are you thinking about Tesla?
1: Well, I uh, like I said, I I haven't been a big fan of the electric uh, revolution. So, you know.
2: Are you an anachronism?
1: Uh, possibly. <laughs> but uh, no, my feeling on Tesla is that, uh, you know, uh, it's back on the upswing uh, since it got above 180. And basically, yeah. it's hanging in there trying to maintain it. Uh, 220 is a big support zone for me on Tesla. And uh, when's Tesla's earnings on ten eighteenth? They're next. They're this week too. They're going to be coming Wednesday. Yeah. So, like I say, Tesla could pop, you know, very nicely. uh, You know, up towards two eighty, I guess, uh, if they get if they announce that. Obviously, their margins are still at eighteen percent or better, because you know their margins used to be much higher, and and because they're discounting, uh, their margins came down. But people think that eighteen percent is a big number. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to head for three hundred on this one. Well, yeah, like I say, I would be much. Uh, I would jump on the train very, and it might gap right through me. But I'd like to see this thing trading above two uh, two fifty seven and two sixty. And right if it goes there. above two fifty seven and two sixty, I don't know anyone who'd want to be short at that point. So it could be a deal where that could be uh, where it gets the acceleration phase. Well, if it you know breaks know?
2: through this twenty one moving average, then you're right; it's going to go right on because that's where it is.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you know, and it is pointing up. So, you know, I'm big on the direction of the moving average too, you know? Right. So, like I say, I, I certainly, um, you know, yeah, a lot of this stuff is really going to break either way with the bias possibly to the upside.
2: Yeah, I think that's where just about everything is right so now. In other words, a
1: real surprise. I mean, a real surprise would be a tank job on all this stuff. Oh, yeah. So, you know, oh, oh, look. Uh, the oh. preponderance of the evidence that you see means yeah. right. that the things will break to the upside. Wouldn't you say that?
2: Yeah. I would say so but look at look at what the S&P just did. There's one big bar straight down.
1: Yeah. Ah. Hey listen, my I have a main theme in life that high interest rates are gravity for asset prices. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's why uh, every anything that goes way up in price, you know, I'm always concerned that that is not going to last.
2: Yeah, they they usually come back and fill those gaps.
1: Yeah. And like I say, uh, sometimes Tuesday's a reversal day, so we're getting a, so we got a strong move up on the S and i I've got a moving average coming in at forty four thirty three. Uh, I would on what on uh, E mini. Oh, okay. Let's take a look at that real quick. Yeah. So my feeling on it right now would be, uh, as long as we're under forty four thirty three, that this could be something that doesn't follow through and Tuesday being sometimes a reversal day i would be Tuesday. very much watching for that as well
2: and yet we're below the 55 and greater than the 21 so that's another one of those death crosses
1: yeah but you know today is a is a very strong day and again they came out buying and uh, the momentum is the upside but um on my uh, on my one uh, on my one day graph here that i use uh, it's still it, you know it, it definitely gave you the buy signal all the way up it gave you a little bit of a sell signal now it gave you a little so it's choppy and mm-hmm. now like i say this uh high point that we've received here at forty four eleven uh, will be very interesting and the upswing comes in on the short term stuff yeah. for the day at forty four oh four forty four oh three when we're in a pretty tight top. you're in a pretty tight window you know
2: yeah you are when we started talking a few minutes ago, the Dow was up 400 points and now it's up 271.
1: Yeah. Well, like I say, I see I had a divergence up here on the RSI with the What's, the, what's your current on E-mini?
2: Let's take a look. Because yeah,
1: the-, uh, the first run up I have at 10 o'clock in the morning had an RSI of 77. The last run up we had uh, had a 65. So sometimes when it diverges like that, it shows like it's running out of steam.
2: Well, my computer's obviously run out of steam here. We're not getting this window up. Let's see if I can close a few.
1: We're waiting for your friend, Data. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Data's taking his time. We got the porch light on, and we're waiting for Data.
2: We're waiting for Data to show up.
1: Yeah.
2: That's like waiting for Godot, right?
1: I was going to say that. I don't know how many people know about that little joke, (laughs) so I didn't use it. You know what
2: I mean? Well, old-timers like you and I know Exactly.
1: Exactly. Oh, come on. As you're doing that, I'm also going to just talk a little bit about uh, the price of gold which uh, just blew out every short that it blew out every short in the world last week. It did, uh, didn't it? But I am sure your stuff was pretty similar to mine in that there was a ton of support in that 1830 area which was. is pretty much where it went down to. And then uh getting above the area of 1900 was very important. And now, frankly, uh under certain circumstances if it can take out 1975 and uh and get going you know this could be the move that that's blows out that 2000 2100 and it this could be the big move people are looking for yeah. because i noticed the m2 money supply which was way up at up 26% in 2021 2022 dropped to april's low of -484 so that's a big contraction of money supply but mm-hmm. now i've noticed in the last 3 months that the money supply is rising. So if they are going to go to printing or any type of easing, you know, that would be the stage where gold, and you notice Bitcoin and Ethereum is going nuts. Yeah. So uh, you know, if they are going to start increasing the money supply, which they may have to do because of all these wars they're going to have to finance, if that occurs, that could be the, uh, the shot across the bow that gets gold and Bitcoin and, uh, and Ethereum going.
2: I don't right. know about Bitcoin and Ethereum. I agree with gold,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but I see more and more announcements every day popping into my email. And I don't know how much of it's just spam or speculation, but they're talking about the digital dollar. A hundred and ten banks have agreed to go with the digital
1: dollar. I think that's obviously spam. But uh, if you put up GBTC, well, I well, let's go over. Try. Let's go over one at a time. Let's go. You got the gold up there. Let's go over one at a time. If we can get data.
2: Well, I'm trying, but you know it's it's not working
1: all right well while we're doing that i'll uh, just uh you know uh, give a little bit of information on the gold uh because again the big important area for me on the gold uh right now is to stay above 1903 and um it seems to be doing that now it had a big pullback this morning but it's already you know firmed up so uh on the short run here you know i'd love it to stay above 1903
2: do you have charts uh, share? my charts aren't doing squat. Trade station's not going to like to hear from me after a while.
1: Well, you want I need, uh, can you hit a refresh button or anything like that? Yeah, but it doesn't do anything.
0: Um, I could just share my charts. Yeah, yeah. why don't you share just, yours? Okay, Hold on. just stop
1: my
2: share here. David, you're gonna have to oh. share this with me so I can show them that their program wasn't
1: refreshing.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I can get you. Um,
1: and you got the 50 and the 200, which are great ones to work with, you know, uh, as well. They they tell you a lot, and uh, this is on SP. Now let's see gold. Now let's see gold. Look at that. Yeah.
2: That big bar up.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's big no, again, well, you, you know, you, you, to that you look, look uh, reversion to the mean. I mean, you know, yep. Yep. look how far away from the mean. And once they, you know, people are starting to see uh, that the deficit, right I mean, they're doing the math. The deficits are out of control. The Republicans control the House. Getting tax increases through is going to be a very, very ridiculously tough racket. And so what are they going to have to do? And that's why I'm bringing up the money supply is starting to turn up. So if you hear that the money supply is going to go back up and you hear the dollar which hit 107 may come back down, you're not going to want to be short gold at 1830. No. And that's the story from last week. And of course, when everybody wants to cover their short positions, you know, the guy on the other side of the trade is going to raise the offer by a hundred bucks because he's not <laughs> going to stand in front, yeah. he's not going to stand in front of a freight train. Nope. Falling. Now he's filled every now, he's filled everybody on this move up to 1945. I mean, if you were short gold, I'm sure you're stopped out by now, unless you are on a distant island and don't get quotes. Um, And uh, I have a long-term average that comes in at 19... uh, Where does it come in? Hang on. Yeah, I have some averages that come in at uh, 1950 ballpark area. So this neighborhood here is kind of important uh, to get through. And if you get through it and, you know... They start hearing about how much money they got to send over to Israel and they start seeing the uh, fiscal deficit just going off the charts and they see the money supply starting to rise. And if this dollar, let's look at the dollar. I thought it was a little bit extended at 107. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to have a reversion to the mean a little bit. It it is today, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think of the dollar, uh, Sonny? I'm looking for the chart right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you know, I I thought it was way overdone down at 100. A reversion to the mean made a lot of sense. Then it got above 102, so there's your buy. Said you know, now you're riding it up, but then it goes way up towards 107 or one, you know, 107 and change. And I just thought a reversion back would happen. It's it has it has happened, but it started, uh, to me, starting you know,
2: it hasn't hasn't if those, So if we go down to that, uh, what is it? Looks like 105 or so where your moving average is.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: And the RSI tapering down
1: yeah the 107 area i thought it was uh, pretty much the neighborhood where it was going to roll back down mm-hmm. and you think about it you got the trifecta uh, going against the dollar now the deficits are going to go through the roof you've got yields backing off a little bit you've got the money supply starting to turn up and you got these fed guys talking about how you know we're done uh you know uh, you know we think the the bond market's doing our work you know I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as I can see, the inflation numbers are still almost two times what they're looking to get it to. That's right. The labor market is just not going down at all. And uh, owner's equivalent rent is actually rising twice as much as they expected. True. So, you know, this uh, the Fed is done story. mean, how many times have we heard the Fed is done? Haven't we heard it since about three and a half percent? Well, those are the rumors, but the Fed never says they're done. I think uh, the people that spread them are the guys who are long bonds. who are getting wiped out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, th- they're 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 uh, praying that the Fed is done because their bond portfolio in the last twenty four months says uh, it looks like a tech stock. And they did. They should have gotten out of bonds a long time ago. Yeah, but some people sit there like Buddha because they just get the income, and their broker's <laughs> probably saying, "You don't want to get out of here. You'll lose your income." Yeah. Uh, rather than saying, "If we don't get out of here, you're going to lose your butt," you know? <laughs> right. What do you want to lose your income or your butt, sir? You got to make a decision, right? Right. Oh God. So anyway, let's look. Yeah. So we got the dollar possibly pulling back. You got, yeah, let's look at that. Can you get the 10 year note up there? Um, What's the, my system, it's the dollar sign TNX? There you go. And that just had a little bit of a reversion to the mean too. You know what I mean? It got very extended and then it's come back down a little reversion to the mean, but uh, you know, people are, uh, what I read is that, uh, you know, this, um Deficit, uh, budget deficit as a percentage of GDP is extremely high.
2: Yeah. And uh, my chart of 10 year notes is not 10 year bonds, but 10 year notes. Yeah. Uh, We're moving on down. Yeah. We're below. Like
1: I say, if the yields back off and they print money and the deficit goes to 6% of GDP and that gold gets above 1950, 1975, these people that have been looking for this big move up to you know, into the 2000s, you know, they, they, they may get their wish. Obviously, it's like a broken yeah. clock, you know what I mean? They could yeah. be right twice a day, right? But <laughs>
2: Right. No, I think the gold's going to go on up to the 200 period moving average, which is 1987.
1: Yeah. The only thing that has me on the gold uh, on my long-term graphs, the reason I've been, you know, not negative on gold, but just don't get into it yet, was until we went down to 1840. Uh, was that the move up in uh, August of 2020 had an RSI of 83. The move up in March, 2022, the RSI was 60. The move up to 2072 had an RSI of 61, 56 actually. And then now, even now with this big spike, we're at 54. Mm -hmm. I think if we are going to get above 2100 and really go, I'd like to see that RSI plow through 60. And if that happens... There'll be plenty of room on the upside uh to keep going. Otherwise, these big spikes that you see have definitely not, you know, following through.
2: On my histogram, the green bars are just about to poke through the zero line. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think we're going on up to that 200-day moving average, 1985?
1: Well, like I say, that's the neighborhood. That, yeah. You know, in other words, a lot of people buy gold. They don't want to buy it for a $20 move or a $10 move or a $5 move. They want to be in there when it goes up 10 or 20%.
2: Yes, of course.
1: And so to go up 10 or 20%, like I say, you got to get through that 1975. You got 1985. You know, mm-hmm. who's going to quibble over 10 bucks if it's going to go to 2300, right? Right. But uh, again, um, the jury's still out until you can actually achieve that. Because I I think a lot of stuff that went on last week, Uh, was people, you know, covering shorts because of the fact that it went up so fast. You know what I mean?
2: Because we got another war.
1: Yeah. And like I say, when you go from 2100 down to 1840, there's a lot of people shorting it. Yeah. So we'll have to see, like I say, uh, this is the week where we're going to see if it holds its water. I like that 1903 number as a support zone. So if it goes down there and holds, I'd find that very impressive. Mm hmm. And of course, you're telling me and I'm telling you this 1975, 1985, surpassing that, I would find very impressive. It would be. Yeah.
2: I've got charts again. If you want me to share them, just let me know.
1: Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. You
0: should be able to now.
2: One, two, three. There we go. And that's what I'm looking at for gold. Yeah. And you see right up here is the attractor, right? Where all that price over here, over here, over here, just gets hidden it. Yep. So that's where I think it's going to stumble, going to have a trouble with 1985. And yeah. then I think we're going on up to right above 2000, just
1: barely above 2000. Yeah. And like I say, if those three things we mentioned were the yields back off, uh, the Fed has a meeting and they start saying we're pausing and uh, this and that. And then basically the dollar backs off towards 105 or less. Uh, you'll have the recipe. And uh, like I said, I'm watching M2 money growth because when it was plus 26 percent back in 21, 22 and started to turn down, that was also the beginning of asset prices dropping quite a bit in 2022. Mm-hmm. And they took it from plus 26 percent uh, uh, money supply growth, which was like double or more on historical. Never. They never never have printed money like that. Well, the Fed balance sheet went from four trillion to nine trillion. Yeah. So that's not a joke. And then they trying to bring it down with QT, but they're having a hard time doing that. And then basically they went to a minus 4.84 money supply growth in April of this year. And now it's turning back up. Well, you know, after that kind of a long move down, once it starts turning up, you know, maybe it's going to trend that way. At least you'd have to respect it as a possibility.
2: Yeah. Well, you need need to respect all these possibilities because sometimes they come true.
1: Uh, You know, the cost of living has just really gone through the roof. This guy, uh, Cooperman, was talking about it on TV that he went to see a Yankee game and it cost $13 for a pretzel. Oh, no six dollars for water oh
2: my gosh
1: so the point being is and obviously that's a unique situation with a ballpark but believe me as i go around town you know you go get a a drink at a nice restaurant and they want 18 dollars a drink and uh, a steak is a steak at a nice restaurant is you know way over 100 yeah so uh you know and then you know when you go to the gas station and fill up your car in san diego you know you got to be up around 60 bucks or better right
2: we're up at well I spent I mean 95. if you go
1: from empty to if you go from empty to full what do you think you're talking on the, I spent on...
2: 95 last week to fill up. 90, there you go. $6 and some a gallon.
1: Yeah. But so,
2: we're the most expensive gas in the country.
1: Yeah. You know the old phrase something's got to give but I mean you know I, I the world can keep going I guess uh with this stuff because it has for a long time. But and it you... doesn't
2: matter what the what the unions ask for wages it's not enough.
1: Yeah, exactly. The and so rise. this con uh, the the events coming together here where the strikes are going to raise wages
2: and that raises more inflation.
1: Exactly. Because the people have jobs and now they're making more money and right. people aren't going to drop prices unless you stop buying their stuff. Right. And Americans who have money in their pocket, you know, generally spend it. Right. You know, so that's what I'm trying to say. It's a very wild time out here. You know what I mean? It really is. It really is. I mean, you could uh, make a case where everything breaks and we have a deflationary drop. Mm-hmm. Or you could make a case that uh, they're just feeding them. And now, if they're raising the money supply, they're just going to keep feed, feeding this fire. You know what yeah, I mean? It's just going to
2: keep. I don't know. And think one guy
1: made a good point. He says that, you know, the way things are, um, if we don't get a recession correction, that the upside in stocks may be somewhat muted because of the fact of all these factors we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And if returns on stocks longer term are going to be any good, it's going to be because we have some kind of recession and they correct all these prices. And now you work off the lower base.
2: Yeah. But I still don't think we're going to see 2% inflation anytime soon. Not uh, not with mm-hmm. a labor
1: market, uh, you know, that just doesn't quit. I mean, you know, uh, the right. uh, the claims last week were very low. The JOLTS report, you know, are still one and a half to one. You know, before the twenty, the, before COVID, they were not at that level. It's true. So uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be a wild one. Let's um. Uh, you uh, looked at the price of uh, crude. Let's. Uh, I don't. But you couldn't get it up there. Can you put up the crude now?
2: Well, let's see. Yeah, there we go. So we well, got
1: attractors up there. What are those top attractors? This? You know, the, the, the ones the green way up top, uh 90 what? Oh, up here. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we've got a that's a top of the sunny bands at 94. Upper outer band, 94. I think that's where we're going.
1: Now they say uh our guys and Saudis are having some conversation of a quid pro quo of some type where you know, uh if we help them with some of their weapons. And then basically uh, they can maybe uh, supply a little bit more oil to keep it down for a while or whatever. I don't know if that's going on or not, but uh, you know the, the price action does seem to be having some trouble at around that, what, one uh, that uh, 87 area?
2: Right here we're having trouble at 87, yep. Yeah. We've got the 21 moving average right there. We've got uh, the 55s down below that. I'm moving things I don't want to move here. See,
1: this is a classic case where I've got cross currents here on my one year. I've got my shorter-term average pointing down mm-hmm. at 84.38. Yeah. Markets trading above it, but if it get back underneath it, it's back on the slide. I've got an intermediate-term one, uh, excuse me, a, a longer-term one at 85.55, so it's right on the number. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I've got a uh, another uh, intermediate one around that 87 area. So, you know, you got the averages kind of, you know, going in different directions a little bit so it's uh like everything else i mean the the uh, we're going to probably hit some uh hitting the fan in august i said (laughs) to people september august excuse me september and october are going to be wild months
2: yeah and they are
1: and they are and they are because uh you know the winds of change are, are 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 they and they tend to blow at this time of year yeah you know, now well, the, the general theme is that they blow to the upside ultimately and November's good. And so is the end of the year. So that's the way people are kind of thinking it's going to work. And right now they've got a reasonable expectation because the, uh, you know, the momentum is still to the upside a bit.
2: Yeah, but October um, is always a dangerous month.
1: It's a dangerous month because, again, positioning I don't think is particularly negative right now. And like, like uh, this is uh, what uh, Cooperman was saying. He says, you know, these markets are not priced for any type of a crisis. That's
2: true.
1: In other words, they're not uh, priced for a uh, uh, an oil crisis. They're not priced for a, uh, you know, uh, a debt crisis, you know, a credit crisis. So that's that's the reason why um, I think it's going to be quite uh, quite volatile as we go this in for the rest of the year. Hey, can, now that you have your charts up. Uh, let me go over a couple more. What about uh, Meta? That comes out next week on the 25th. Okay.
2: that. And we've been moving sideways until just last week. We started moving up again. Meta has been just pretty much solidly up for a long time. Yeah. So I think we're going to make it back up to this upper band, which is at 328.90, probably today or tomorrow. Looks like.
1: Yeah, this is clearly where they are going with their monies uh, in this market you know, these uh, these large cap techies, you know, um, and right now, yeah, um, I got this thing wanting to stay above 313, 307
2: and 304. Yeah. And uh, I've got uh, 309 showing on mine as the boundary
1: line. Yeah. the only thing that makes me concerned is I do have a little bit of a divergence on my five year graph. The, the first time we went up to this neighborhood, the RSI was 77. And now on this time up, the RSI is 68. So, you know, I would be watching Meta very closely here. And, uh, you know, we start breaking under 319 and breaking under, uh, you know, start getting the thing under 316. That would change my tune on Meta pretty fast.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If we drop below 309, I'm changing my
1: tune. Uh, ACLS is a pretty popular stock or had been.
2: That's Lou Gary's disease, right?
1: Yeah. But I don't know. That, that. I don't think that's what they specialize in. uh because i got that thing hanging on right for dear life i guess
2: that's your acl i'm thinking about anterior cruciate ligament
1: yeah yeah
2: well we're we're i don't know what that is
1: it's a tech stock but as you can see it had a hell of a run but what did they do I'm not 100%. I just know that uh, some guy uh, that are, I was doing some reading and people were getting quite positive on it again. And uh-huh. like I say, it had gone from 20, uh, it went from 200 down to, uh, you know, the 150 area. So mm-hmm. I've got it on some pretty significant support down here around uh, the here around uh, 160 neighborhood. So this 160 neighborhood, I think is very key. If it busts through this 160 neighborhood, it's going to be Sayonara but if it doesn't you know it'd be interesting to see if this thing could blow out 170 and start making a run back up to this gap which is between 185 and 190
2: i think it's moving down to 153 and then going to pop up
1: then going to
0: pop up um,
2: 153 would be a good buy zone
0: uh, david you're familiar they make, with the uh, yeah. uh, semiconductor equipment semiconductor yeah. manufacturer it's uh-huh. part of the ai thing yeah
1: and so that's what makes it uh, kind of interesting i thought that that would be uh, interesting um,
0: and, uh, ALS is the disease yeah. I know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: what about uh, some of the uh, so we went over most of the uh, techies that are going to be happening next week and then uh, we went over the Bank of America which is happening this week and then uh, why don't we just look at a couple of the oils and see if there's something happening there uh, let's go to uh, let's go to uh, like a uh, I tell you they, they still love Devon energy although it looks terrible DVN. I mean, it, it actually has, to me, the best value of all the oils on the on the board from standpoint of it, it hasn't broken above 50 and gone nuts.
2: Mm-hmm. Right there is the buy signal on sunny bands, and it's now up above uh, the yeah. DMA, it, which is still purple but turning, yeah. and it's going to go on up to this outer band at 50.53.
1: Yeah. I'm just wondering, is there anything that would make it break out above that uh, – Oh, let's call it uh, that neighborhood around 53, 54, and go on a retest up towards that 80. Is there anything on the...
2: Oh, I don't think so.
1: No, you you don't think it has that kind of zoom? I don't. Yeah.
2: You look at it on longer term, what it looks like.
1: Well, it's, it's, something, it's one stock that did not participate in the big run that we just had in energy. So I just was wondering, maybe there's something wrong with the company. But uh, <laughs> next week, you've got uh, Chevron CVX, and let's see what's going on there.
2: Patience is a virtue. Yeah there we go same same chart as the one we just looked at you know it's if just, they
1: got the, if they get a great earnings report it'll be interesting to see if they can uh, pop this thing through the 168 uh, area and go out and make a run make a run at something there
2: I think there's too much resistance my my attractor where you see it comes from over here yeah all the way across there that's too much resistance for right now not necessarily for sometime in the future but for right now it's too tight.
1: Yeah. And it does look like if it started to fade under 160, uh, you know, there could be some uh, more significant downside to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, another one's coming out uh, on the um, uh, Schlumberger. That's going to come out on the 20th. What is the symbol? SLB. They're in the more of the uh, servicing area.
2: Yeah. And that one has room to go up. You see how it's above the DMA here and it's heading on up to the upper outer band.
1: Yeah. I mean, when uh, we have a shortage of energy, you know, things that go and help explore for more obviously might do well. And that's what this thing's all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at a couple of golds. Uh, Newmont Mining, NEM. I took a taste of this thing when it was at 35 and uh, that taste continues to be a reasonable taste. Oh, cool. Well, look at the 20 a year. I mean, the darn thing was that uh, uh, it made a new low down here and I had a divergence on the RSI a little bit. And it's,
2: um, and it's still fighting that low.
1: Yeah. But there's plenty of overhead clouds here. You got a gap yep. uh, there that it might go to fill right above 44 if it gets cooking.
2: Mm, that's a big if.
1: Yeah. But I would tell you this, you know, because they just bought Newcrest from Australia, which created a huge copper and uh, and gold company. Mm-hmm. Uh, if gold is going to break out above 1985 and go into those 2000s, you know, you would think there's some potential here.
2: Uh, might be. Sometimes you know? the gold companies, I mean, the metal itself can go up and the companies don't. No, they
1: don't. Yeah, just like in oil. Oil and them don't run hand in hand. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I would think a move to 2300 uh, gold would not hurt this company.
2: Yeah, 2300 wouldn't hurt anybody. That would be a nice thing to have happen.
1: Exactly um and in china uh las vegas sands lvs that's the one i kind of look at if china is really going to come back or not and they just did a stimulus um the biggest stimulus uh since 2020 uh, 39 billion dollars of uh one year um, uh credit or something the people's bank of china and Mm -hmm. so you know this thing was a darling of mine as it went to 66 and obviously it's been uh, now it is a potential for a reversion to the mean isn't there
2: there, yeah, I think this thing's going on down.
1: Okay, but I'm saying if it did hold to 44 and started to break above, like, say, 40, 48, where there's a gap.
2: Well, right here's the 41 is the support that I see. Well, I think it's going to go on down to that.
1: Go down to that. Yeah, this one looks pretty negative. There's no doubt about it, yes. which means really whatever they're doing in China is probably not working because when things <laughs> yeah. are working in China, they're over in Macau gambling.
2: Yes, yeah, have you been So that that's cash?
1: what that's why I caught the move to sixty six because that was coming out of the uh, COVID thing where uh, China went nuts for a while. Yeah. Now when that thing rolled over at sixty six, that was really telling you that whatever they're doing to get out of their mess uh, isn't working.
2: Yeah. You well, their, their real estate's still in the tank.
1: Now uh, one last one for um, uh, people who think infrastructure might be a big deal. Uh, F C X is your um, the industrial metals I keep an eye on because you know. There's not unlimited uh, amounts of this stuff, so I, I'm kind of keen on this uh, uh, Freeport Macquarie as long as it holds 35. Mm-hmm. What do you think there? And it's
2: mm, that's questionable, but it does look like a little buy signal on that, and it'll go up at least to the 21-day moving average. Right
1: now, uh, where are you at there? Because I got it. Uh, if it holds 35, it's a good deal, and if it breaks 40, it's a great deal.
2: If it breaks 37.75, it's a good deal.
1: There you go, because then the momentum will start picking up. Mm-hmm. And then just uh, two more on that, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Cleveland Cliffs, CLF. These are industrial metals. Now, they're supposed to be trying to buy U.S. steel, which has uh, been bid up because of that. Oh, wow. That's a big buy. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll, find, we'll close out with X. X is U.S. steel. Okay. But, uh Yeah. You can see X uh, you know, and I, I loved X uh, in the twenties because you know oh, I just uh, yeah now there's you a see chart. in the twenties under twenty-five, it was mm-hmm. clearly telling you something's going on, buy, buy, buy. Mm-hmm. And then obviously mm-hmm. once that thing came out, it went up to the thirties.
2: And it's above all the moving averages right now. So yeah. that's it, if you cost. look at a
1: long term graph on uh US steel, it's really uh shocking how much that price <laughs> could uh, could wow. get going under certain wow. circumstances. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so on a long-term chart, that thing just looks sideways. It looks like it's going to yeah. just drift around sideways forever. But if the U.S. steel thing comes through,
1: yeah, we're going on up. Well, we got a lot of action in stocks. We got a lot of action in interest rates. You got a lot of action in the dollar. You got a lot of action in gold. Uh, you got a lot of action in just about everything. So uh, why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of you and what you can help them with to try to figure this stuff out?
2: Absolutely moneymentor.com is my website my phone number my cell phone is 760-908-3070 my email is sunny at moneymentor.com and uh, if you want a free trial of my sunny bands and the other indicators you see here just text me trial and we'll set you up with
1: okay sounds great as far as optionprofessor.com we do have a um, six PDF reports we send out on option trading, plus the best stocks by sector. So when you look at a certain sector, we've got the stocks listed that we think are best in that sector. And then we send you a a link with our indicators and we give you an hour on the uh, computer with us uh, where I can explain um, how to interpret them. And that's been extremely helpful to people Uh, because they're not complicated to work with, and they're based on price and time and momentum and reversion to the mean, which are very solid things to base on in our view. So anyway, uh, yeah, go over there and uh, put your information in. I'll call you back. I'll get you set up on getting the information, and then we'll take it from there. So that's optionprofessor.com. All right. Well, we're at the top of the hour, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, like I say, if uh, anyone is listening, uh, you know, want to get information from us, you know, contact Sonny or myself so we can give you a hand and throw our hat in the ring on your uh, research. And uh, I think uh, between our data and our experience, Mm -hmm. we certainly have something to add, don't we, Sonny?
2: We certainly do.
1: And of course, uh, since I'm the option professor, if you want to talk about how the weekly options work or the or the monthly options work, I can explain that as well to you as well. So there's a lot to learn if you uh, put the effort into uh, giving us your information so we can talk. All thank right, David, you. I'm sending it back to you. Thanks, everybody, for being here. And Sunny, thanks a lot for being again, here again. It's always great to see you.
2: Oh, thank you so much, both of you.
0: All right. Yeah, another great discussion today. So uh, just a quick reminder for everyone, be sure to subscribe to Timing Research on YouTube and Substack and your favorite podcast app. And you can also just go to timingresearch.com to get access to this, uh, uh, this recording, as soon as I get it posted, as well as any of the past, uh, shows and presentations. Also be sure to join us on Thursday Thursday this week, um, for the next, uh, analyze your trade event. And that's, uh, been a very popular new format we've been doing for the last year or so, um, where I have, um, uh, several great educators on each have about an hour and you uh, in the audience can just ask uh, request symbols and ask questions and uh, so no presentations no set agenda just uh, just answering questions and looking at charts so
2: I'll be there Thursday
0: so yeah Sunny's going to be on this one and uh, the option professor as well and uh, this is actually going to be the largest one we've ever done this will be 10 10 present or 10 uh analysts throughout the day starting at 10 a.m oh, eastern
2: that's fantastic
0: so yeah be a good uh good event so uh again be sure to join us thursday october 19th uh, on timingresearch.com and uh and uh, so just want to thank my guests again for today sonny harris of moneymentor.com and the option professor of optionprofessor.com thanks everyone
1: Thanks, David.